When you're trying to figure out your style, instead try and figure out what you like. So when you're looking on Pinterest, when you're scrolling through Instagram, what are you drawn to? You'll start to notice patterns. I pin a lot of this color or I'm really drawn to a lot of texture. So I always say instead of trying to hone in on one style, buy what you love. Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin and this is Teach Me How to Adults, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, we are so excited for today's episode because we have been dying to talk about home design and decorating on a budget on the podcast since we started it basically and we finally got to make that happen with the budget-friendly decor guru herself, Alexandra Gator. We love her, we go way, way back and we're just so thrilled that we finally got to sit down with her. But before we dive in, we are so excited to announce our new podcast coaching services. If you have been toying with the idea of starting a pod but you don't know how to start or you don't know what to do now that you've launched, or you just need to figure out how to niche down into your idea, we have got you. Whatever stage you're at, we can help you take it to the finish line. So check out our coaching services at teachmehowtoadult.ca slash howtopodcast. And we can't wait to bring your amazing podcast ideas to life. We're so excited about this. Okay, back to home design. We were super pumped to record this one in person. It has been a hot minute since we've done in-person interviews, but... Sadly, our equipment failed us, but just stick with us through the audio because this one is so, so worth it. And I'm sure as all of you listening already know, Alexandra is the best and honestly like the OG in this space. We have loved her forever, but one of the things that we love most is that she fills such an important gap in the design space. Accessible home decor advice for renters and anyone working with a smaller budget. So much advice out there and so many of these beautiful aspirational you know, home design experts and magazines and shows, they just feel really out of reach for millennials and Gen Zs who just like want to have a great place. But her whole mission is to help everyone live in a beautiful space that feels like home, no matter how temporary their home might be and no matter what kind of budget they're working with. And that is so key for me because that's something I really, really did wrong and missed out on over the past decade of my life. If I could go back in time, that is one of the biggest things I would change about how I've lived because I pretty much moved every year for six or seven years and I was in a lot of rentals and I just felt like everything was so temporary so there's no sense in spending time and money in making any place feel like my own and I was so scared to spend a bunch of money on something that might not work or that you know I'd take it to the next place when I moved and it didn't work and I was stuck and then even then when I finally bought a condo because it's kind of a starter condo, it's like a one bedroom, I I know it's not a permanent place for me, I still felt stuck. And I felt like, okay, even though I own this, how much money do I want to put in this? You know, what's gonna, what if my style changes? So I was stuck both by like, the feeling that every change I made would be permanent. And also that my space felt so temporary. And Alexandra does such a great job of kind of dispelling both of those things because she shows us how small changes can make such a big impact it is absolutely possible to do it 
in a non-permanent way and you can always switch it up and you can change it to reflect the different seasons of your life which is so nice and so I have finally embraced that and I finally have the hot pink flamingo bathroom of my dreams I now have like the Tulum a Moroccan inspired bedroom of my dreams in the works and redid my kitchen and most of the changes I've made have been DIYs and I did them all on a budget and it just feels really good to finally have a home that reflects who I am as a person. But we are not the experts. So we called in Alexandra Gator, a stylist and home decor expert who connects with millions of viewers through her home makeover videos on YouTube and her hundreds of thousands of followers across social media. She started her design career as the home editor for Chatelaine Magazine, which is where I met her. And she launched the really popular YouTube series there called The Home Primp that really ended up launching her entire career. She's hosted the HGTV series Buyer DIY, and her work has appeared in brands like Apartment Therapy, Domino Magazine, Architectural Digest, The Rachel Ray Show, and The Global Morning Show. She just launched her stunning book, Own Your Space, which offers room-by-room decorating tips for renters and homeowners. It is such a gorgeous and helpful coffee table book. Make sure you check it out. It's available to order everywhere online. And we are just so excited for this one. Alexandra is honestly the best. We are pretty obsessed with her and her adorable kittens. And she is the design guru we all needed in our lives. Teach us how to design a beautiful home on a budget, Alexandra. Gator, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. We actually go way back to magazine days, and I honestly get chills listening to you talk about your journey from magazines to the trauma of layoffs to what you built on the ashes of our dreams. And I'm just so in awe of you and so, so proud of you. But I would love you to tell our listeners what your journey was to create this YouTube design empire and what your mission is. Yeah, well, I actually have this very visceral memory of sitting at your desk, like your little cubicle. And I remember you were telling me you work, you worked, I think, in like sponsored content at the time. And you were telling me about this influencer who you were hiring for a shoot. And I remember we were talking about like, we're paying her this crazy amount to do this ad. And it was this very like foreign world. And I remember you saying to me, like, you could do this, like, you could do this with the home primp. And I was like, no way. Like, oh there's there's no way. I don't even know how I would start doing that. And, <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I used to go visit Jillian in her cubicle so and, you know, talk for, for hours yeah. and not do our work. You know, I started this video series because at the time, the publishing company we were working for had invested a lot of money in video. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a lot of YouTube and I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do on YouTube, but I kind of saw this like opportunity. And at the time I was working in the home department at Chatelaine and I just started this little series where I would make over tiny spaces and make changes that at the time I thought m- might've had a big impact. And I was kind of just like fumbling my way through. Yeah. Figuring out DIY and design. But and you saw a gap. Like, you saw something missing. Yeah. Which is so, like, you were not going with the status quo of what everyone else was doing in the home decor space. And I think that's because at the time, the magazine I was working for, that was kind of our mission there. Like, let's reach a younger audience. Let's reach people who don't have budgets in the hundreds of thousands yeah. to make over a kitchen. And yeah. so, yeah, I really saw a niche. And seeing that niche really paid off because now 
I have a channel dedicated to helping people decorate no matter their budget or their experience. And you guys can't see this at home, but Jill and Alexandra are in her like stunning loft studio. And like, I wish you could see it. It looks beautiful. (laughs) It is so, so amazing. And I also just want to like touch on the fact that after laid off from these magazines that were kind of our our dream at Mm -hmm. that point, like that was like, we were living that dream it would have been so easy to go a different route or to like kind of give up on what you'd built. And I think it's such an amazing lesson for everyone listening that you like invested in yourself pretty much immediately after it happened. And you were like, I have something here and I'm going to turn it into. Yeah. I always, when people bring that up, I always say like, I really felt at the time that I didn't have a choice. Like I, the whole thing is that one of the last videos we filmed, Carla's studio apartment, went viral. Like it had over a million views when we got let go. And so that momentum, people were watching the rest of the series. And so I saw that momentum and I don't think I would have maybe even tried to pursue it. Who knows? But I don't think I would have had that push if it hadn't have gone viral. Yeah. And I think I also understood that, okay, people like this and people want to see more. And that response was really was really key for me. Yeah, really validating. And I remember when you released your um, home print, but the office space one where you could decorate your office space and you had like the picture frames like hanging and the gold baskets. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, why am I sitting in this horrific cubicle for eight hours a day? And it, it totally inspired me. I remember after that episode went live, quite literally, I was like, it, it like took off in the building. For sure. I hung like wrapping paper because the, the cubicles were magnetic with magnets. Oh, yeah. And then I would go to like different areas, like different magazines, and people would have their like wallpaper on the thing. And I was like, no. whoa. That's so <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of the first moment where like, I was like, okay, people are actually recreating these ideas and people are invested in it. And I think if you're trying to start something, if you feel really down or you're like no one's paying attention it's like it takes like two people to be invested in something and you're like okay like this could be something people are interested oh I love that I couldn't imagine walking through the the halls of our company and seeing that that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) so okay let's get into the meat and potatoes we wanted to ask you what is like the easiest most budget-friendly way to make a big impact if you're moving into like an outdated space like a really old Toronto apartment? Yeah, I have two answers to that question. I always say start with paint. Even if you don't love color, painting your space white, it freshens up the space. Mm -hmm. When I moved into my first apartment, the walls were white, but I painted them like a brighter, fresher white. And it was kind of wild to see how much the space, I don't know, felt cleaner, it felt new, it felt fresh. And then changing your overhead lights to something statement. Again, when I did that in my first apartment, I was like, it looks so stylish. It looks so unique. And I feel like lighting is something that can really separate your space from anyone else's, especially if it's a rental, because we're used to seeing like boob lights or flush mounts. Boob lights. Yeah. And (laughs) they're not as fun as they sound. They're not as fun as they sound (laughs) at all. And yeah, just it, it like gives so much personality to your space. So paint either white or a color, it just has a huge impact in how we feel in our spaces yeah that's a really good point about white too because I think unless you've been following Alexandra you probably don't even know that there's like such a difference in whites and what an impact choosing a different shade or warmth or tone of white can make totally I didn't know that really probably before I worked with Chatelaine and it does make a huge 
blue undertones and a white paint color are so cold. So mm-hmm. you might feel like, why does my space feel blue? Like, or why does it look kind of like it's skewing blue when mm-hmm. there's light on it? Because there's probably blue undertones in the paint. So I always love to go for like a very simple stark white with mm-hmm. no real undertones to it. Or these walls have a yellow undertone to them. So it feels warm and not stark and cold. Yeah. And then even the bulbs in your lights can yes. so change, which oh, I didn't yeah. really take into account. And I had this these really cool, like, arm chandelier pendant things that have all the different, like, brass arms. Yeah. And I put in Edison bulbs that were warm. And then I redid my kitchen and I painted it, like, a really, all the cabinets, like, a very delicate, like, dove gray. And it was, like, the perfect color. And then I turned on the lights and I'm like, why the fuck are my cabinets beige? Yeah. Because the warmth of the bulbs <laughs> totally changed the paint. I'm like, yeah. okay, I need to change the paint or I need to change the bulbs because things are interacting in an unexpected way. That was a lesson for me. Totally. And whenever I walk into a space, I I usually have like a very visceral like reaction to it, whether I'm like something feels off or what it sounds very woo-woo. But usually if I'm feeling like the space feels cold or uninviting, it's because their light bulbs are like blue yeah and it makes you feel sad there's nothing worse yeah. no. <laughs> vibes. Exactly. <laughs> we have blue uh we've pot lights in in our place and they're blue lighting I never turn them on it's just lamps and and all the lighting that I've put in instead because it's just too cold for me yeah and if you can't change your overhead lighting in a rental even just putting table lamps or floor lamps um and plug it like plug in floor lamps or table lamps that is going to create so much warmth in your space and just make it feel like cozier yeah ambience yeah and you can get samples, right, of paints and do like little swatches to see each one. Yeah. You know what's really cool? You can actually – so you can get little sample pots for like $3 at the hardware store. But you can also get peel and stick um, samples. There's companies that that have samples of like all different paint um, suppliers like Bear, Benjamin Moore, Farrow & Ball. They send you the swatch um, in like a little peel and stick square put it on your wall so you can live with it and see and you don't have to paint over it. You know, you can just keep it up on your wall and see how it's going to look. And I would really recommend that because different companies, their paint might look really different Mm -hmm. on your wall or in your space than it does on the chip. Also, the way your light comes into your space. um, All of those have like, like you were saying, with the light bulbs against the paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you have a lot of natural light, my room gets no light. Basically, there's a window that might as well not be there. Yeah. And I'm in the process of getting (laughs) it lime washed. But the I'm so excited. But it takes so long to order. And it's like Bauer works or whatever the paint is. And it apparently isn't sold in Canada. And I'm just nervous about which one to choose yeah. so I'm like getting a sample board sent and then cool. put them both up and see what it looks like and yeah because it might be way darker in my room versus if we're out in the living room exactly I will also say though that sometimes I feel like with design and decorating people can have this like de- like decision paralysis where they're like there's too many colors that's me yeah and I mean it's easier for me to say because we do this all the time and our makeovers are such a quick turnaround that like I don't have time to hem and haw over a paint color and so yeah sometimes I would say like just like go for it Mm -hmm. like if you're like I really like that but is it too bold and too bright just try it you can always paint over it you can always change it up and things aren't as permanent as exactly like crazy decision paralysis yes that's for me. That advice is for me. Yeah. And I get it. Like in my space too. Decorating anyone else's space, I'm like, oh yeah, do this, do that. Yeah. In my own space, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But sometimes I you just know. have to like, you, got, you just got to choose. I think it feels permanent, 
but it's not. Like even if you're like getting furniture, you can always resell it on marketplace. I, I'm like the queen of changing my space every six months, my poor husband, because I just I'm like, oh, this doesn't work anymore. I'll just sell it on marketplace. And I yeah. usually buy secondhand for that reason. But you're right. Just give it a go. Yeah. Just give it a go. So how do you actually figure out your design aesthetic if you're not someone who like immediately knows I'm like really into like Scandi minimalism mm-hmm. or if you're like me and you pretty much love every single mm-hmm. design style, which mm-hmm. I do, and I try to draw from all of them. I'm like, oh, I've got my mid-century bedside tables and then I've got like my very like Parisian bougie mirrors mm-hmm. and then I've got like this kind of Scandi bed, but I'm not pulling it together very well. So yeah. It's kind of a two-part question for those who don't know their style. How would you recommend them finding it? Yeah. And if you like a lot of things, how do you tie that together? Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with the first, the first part. I think when you're trying to figure out, I, I would actually say like, take the word style out of it. Like when you're trying to figure out your style, instead try and figure out what you like. So when you're looking on Pinterest, when you're scrolling through Instagram, what are you drawn to? I have this rule where I only say things on Instagram that I have like an actual reaction to where I'm like, this is so amazing. You know, when you start to save things over time, if you look at your Pinterest folders or your Instagram, like saved Mm -hmm. folder, you'll start to notice patterns, right? I pin a lot of this color, or I'm really drawn to a lot of texture, or I'm seeing a lot of greens come up in all these inspo photos. And so I think it's kind of like taking time to save things, pour over things, and then time to be like, what are the commonalities and what's the thread in all of these images? The second answer I would say is I actually, I saw this fashion designer talk last night at this event. I never go to fashion events, but it was really interesting because he was saying a lot of things that I really agree with in the home decor space. He was like, anything kind of goes these days. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the same for design. People are so into mixing and matching different design styles. And so I'm always inclined to say like, buy what you love and your space will feel eclectic and and cozy and warm. And for me, like, I don't even really know what my style is. Mm -hmm. Some days it's like bohemian, but like not like not traditional bohemian. Mm -hmm. Other days I'm really into like Scandi design and light and airy spaces. And I think that if you look at a lot of stylists or interior designers that you love, it's usually such a blend of styles and like eras and vintage pieces and new pieces and trendy pieces. Like it's really a, a very eclectic mix. Yeah. So I always say, instead of trying to hone in on one style, buy what you love. So like buy those mid-century modern tables and then don't worry about mixing and matching or or matching back your, your bed frame to those mid-century modern tables. Right. Yeah. And that's what creates a sense of who someone is. Exactly. Because if you walk into someone's home and it's clearly like they just kind of like clicked the catalog and was like, buy all. Exactly. And you're just looking at, and it's okay if they love that and there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't really get a sense of you. Exactly. Whereas like when I walk into your home or I can like envision specific people in my life's homes where I walk in, I'm like, I know you. I feel like that about your house. It's probably changed since I walked in, but. come over. It's changed a lot. But I, I, and I totally agree with that. It's like. You see, and you're like, where did you get that vase? Or where did you get yeah. that thing? And if there's a story yeah, behind yeah. it, it's always so much more interesting, right? Yeah. Totally. Oh, 100%. Okay, I feel better because I like kind of Scandinavian interior with, or just like natural materi- materials. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to label it. But I love big, colorful, bold art. Like you can kind of see that art yeah. piece I have up there. And I'm like, this doesn't work. But now I'm like, you know what? It works for us. It matches our personalities. So there it we totally go. It totally does. And I think... <laughs> 
I, when I moved out for the first time and moved into my own apartment, I made this pact to myself where I was like, everything I own, I want it to be beautiful. And obviously that's kind of hard when you have a partner or you have a child or like your life starts to grow a little bit, you know, it's like not everything you own, you have to love, but I try to stick with that rule. The things in my home, like I really, whenever I look at them, I want to feel connected to them and like love them. Yeah. I tried to do that with my daughter's toys. I was like, no chunky plastic shit. And like, I have chunky <laughs> plastic shit everywhere now. I'm dreading the day. <laughs> Dr- I know. I'm like, how am I actually going to do this? Yeah. Like Lego on the floor? Do I, I like ban Lego in my house? I yeah. don't know. You're like only wooden Jenga oh. blocks <laughs> yeah. that we will paint a blush color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is hard. But I've learned a lot from you though. Like cute baskets, pom-pom baskets. My daughter's got those. Yes. Like, yeah. That, that is a game changer. Cute putting stuff in baskets yeah. that's like ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are some of your like go-to products that you would lean on to just completely change up a home and make it, make it yours? Okay, it's kind of a boring answer, but like curtains. Oh, yeah. Because it really does. It changes the whole vibe. If you have dark, gray, like thick polyester curtains, changing it out for something lighter and brighter and linen, it's going to make you just feel better in your space. Really big game changer. Also, textiles like pillows and throw blankets, those things are really inexpensive and can really change up the look and feel of your, you know, if you have a secondhand sofa or a sofa you're like not really into or it's not your style anymore, changing it up with fun textiles always has a really big big impact. And then like I mentioned, table lights go such a long way to making your space feel beautiful and stylish. There's so many cute table lamps out there. There are so like anthropology. I'm obsessed with an anthropology one that's kind of like a like a stork or a bird or I guess probably a flamingo. Yeah. Later bless me with a flamingo bathroom <laughs> and now it's a problem in my life because I want flamingo everything. Is it still a flamingo? I was gonna oh, ask you. I did, but I didn't want to put it you in like is it still no, it is. best be bathroom ever. I'm biased but so good. It's our backdrop for a lot of photos that oh, we take. It's, it's perfect. I think it's that wallpaper all the time. It's so great. Yeah. It's funny because that was saved and bookmarked on my computer and you're like what do you think about this? I'm like yes. <laughs> But there's so many beautiful yes. characteristic lamps that I yeah. just, or like the, the squiggly ones with like the, totally uh, very into those. They're like pieces of art. And also, you know, anthropology is a little bit of a higher price point, but HomeSense mm-hmm. kills it oh, with yeah. lighting Yeah, for like under a hundred bucks for yeah. a table lamp. They have such good, such good selection yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Story time. I inherited my grandma's couches Kaylin's heard the story and they are maybe now they'd actually be cool but at the time they were like black with floral design and just not I love it they were not the vibe (laughs) and so I got these horrible couch covers that were beige and they were way too big and they didn't fit in and they were weird texture and they just looked like big scrotums so they were my scrotum couches (laughs) and like I made it so much worse by not just leaning into quirky things and instead there was just like excess beige (laughs) folds and it was so repulsive scrotum chic I love it it was repulsive I wish I had just left it at that's so funny we have unique couches and this is what it is yeah but if you get properly fitting covers Mm -hmm. like ones that you recommended Mm -hmm. um that can be a game changer. Yeah, there's this, um, there's actually this company that you can buy covers for old IKEA sofas. So like everyone has had an IKEA sofa yes. when they, you know, are in university or they've bought their first home. Even if it's like a secondhand IKEA sofa, reupholstering it with it's not even reupholstering it, actually. It's just a cover. So yeah. you just switch out the covers. A lot of people don't know that IKEA covers 
are removable. Hmm. Also, I legs like for your IKEA sofa. So there's actually companies that will make cool legs and then you just twist them on. That's so cool. If only you had have known that. Well, I guess your okay. grandmother's couches probably weren't IKEA. <laughs> not, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll link that in the show notes because I remember you sharing that. And we did that because our, our old IKEA couch was just horrible. And we took your advice. We did that. We swapped out the legs and it looked so much better. We had It was like dark gray and beautiful. So we'll link that in the show notes. It's like taking everything in my husband's willpower not to come say hi. He's obsessed with your videos. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that. He's so game. excited. I didn't so tell funny. you. To- I'm going oh, so mad. yeah. That just made my day. Thank you. Oh, oh, no. When we bought our house, he was like, Can we fly her out to Vancouver and get her that's to our a, house? That's like, amazing. I'll ask. Yeah. Should we do a girl trip? <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Let's switching those covers, though, too, is that you can lean into like a very trendy, like I wanted a pink sofa. Mm-hmm. Pink velvet sofas are really expensive. So if you don't want to lean into the yeah. trend necessarily or like commit to the trend, you can. You can switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. Dabble in it. I love that. Love it. So speaking of not making permanent changes, what is your advice for anyone who feels like very stuck in their home because it's a rental? Yeah. um, They're not allowed to make big changes and they're just limited in what they can do with like big things like flooring, Mm -hmm. um, countertops, Mm -hmm. rugs, all of those permanent things that you really can't change. Backsplash. What would you recommend? Two-part answer to this. I think it, um, I think my first kind of thought about this is it kind of starts when you go to tour a home so or an apartment I have a whole section of my book about things you can change and things you can't so like let's say you're touring an apartment like I really love it it has so much natural light but they have it's really dark wood floors like cherry floors Mm -hmm. that was me in my first apartment I personally just don't love dark floors my my design aesthetic doesn't like nothing wrong with dark floors but for me it's just not my thing yeah But I thought, okay, maybe I can put down a rug that's going – like a white rug that will brighten the space up and I can live with this. It's like a trade-off for lots of natural light but dark floors. So I think when you're touring apartments, looking at those things that you're like, okay, I can't change that, but don't worry. I can maybe try and live with it. If you don't have Mm -hmm. a choice and you have to – you know, you find an apartment that you're like, this is my apartment for for the next few years, I would say like buy accessories that make you feel good. So maybe you – have a kitchen that you're like, it's really outdated. I can't paint it. I can't change the backsplash. I can't even do peel and stick backsplash. Fill it with things that make you happy. So mm-hmm. like decant your dried goods into glass jars. Um, buy like salad servers that you really love and mugs that you really love, you know? And I think there's, I don't know, there's something to be said about pieces that make you feel good every day. Yeah. You just described my house. I have dark floors, which is not my aesthetic normally, and a very dark kitchen and we can't afford to change either of those things so I love that I'll just try to find a rug that brightens it I think a lot of times people also feel like they have to decorate they have to really lean into their apartment's current style if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like oh because there's dark floors I have to buy dark furniture and it kind of goes back to what we said about people are really they feel like the rule is you have to match everything Mm -hmm. and I think it's totally okay to go into a house with dark floors and say like, Hey, this isn't my style. My style is light and airy. Bring those pieces in. And that was like my first apartment. It felt so bright and, and airy and like my style, even though the bones of it weren't necessarily in that style. So again, like leaning into what you love and buying that. Yeah. And there are temporary fixes, which you, you show so much on your YouTube channel that are really helpful. I did, I didn't have a backsplash in my place. And so I'm like, okay, I can't change the countertops. I ended up 
buying and being able to change countertops, which is great. But when I couldn't change them, I'm like, what can I change? I can put a peel and stick backsplash. Yeah. Love it. It's so, it's like those like hexagon. They look like so real. What, like tiles. I know. They're so good. And I've even seen you do the floor tiles. Yes. That are like click into place. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's just such a good solution if you're planning on renting long-term and you can't make big changes to still love your place and still like put that effort in, which yeah. I didn't do for so long and I yeah. regret it. Now that I see there's so many temporary options. Yeah. Peel and stick products are incredible. And I think another thing I want to add to that is let's say you change the floor. I, I changed the floor of my first uh, apartment's bathroom to peel and stick tiles. Like, the next person who rents that space is going to be so stoked that you did that. And so you don't necessarily even have to worry about reversing it because I think a lot of people miss out on the fact that like maybe my landlord will actually want me to keep this Mm -hmm. here or maybe the tenant that's That's moving in will want these tiles on on the floor. So yeah, I think people also get hung up on like have the thought of having to reverse something when maybe you don't necessarily have a conversation and your book uh, provides a bit of a guide of like what to say to your landlord yeah. if you do want to make changes, which is so great. I think it's really important to send them products that you're going to add into the space, a mood board, and you would be surprised at how many landlords are like, wait, this person's actually going to do this for my space. Like, of course I want them to upgrade it, right? Like who wouldn't want that? So just asking is like the first step. So a lot of people are intimidated by selecting art and it's hard because it can feel like a very permanent thing. Sometimes it's expensive. So do you have any recommendations for how people can go about finding art that is expressive, but not wild, wildly generic or basic and doesn't break the bank? Yeah. So I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there's some galleries like art galleries that will actually rent you their art. Oh my God, wow. And so they'll have this whole collection what? of pieces. There's um, a place in C- Toronto called Partial Gallery. And they'll actually, like, their whole thing is rent the art, try it in your home, mm-hmm. and then either return it or purchase it. So I think that's really cool to get to know one, like, small independent artists, um, but also to feel like you have, like, gallery-worthy art in your space that you got to like, kind of try out before you buy or if you if it's not working you can return it and try something else that's so smart I really love to connect with independent artists on Instagram discovering you know painters or mixed media artists and supporting them and a lot of the times they'll they'll sell like prints of their artwork so it might not be the actual um original piece of art but it's way more cost effective than buying you know, one of their original canvas pieces. So you're supporting an artist and you know where it's from. You can see their process, but it's also budget friendly. Another thing we love to do in our makeovers on Team AG is buy downloadable pieces of art. So again, still supporting artists Mm -hmm. who might just sell their art on Etsy. You download it for like $5 a print. I love getting it printed on canvas because then it looks like an actual painting. Just getting it printed. Where do you do that? At Walmart. For like what? really, I know, and it looks really oh my God. good. We made, yeah, there's a, a makeover in um, my book where I made over someone's bedroom and it looks like this custom painting above her bed and the art print costs like $20, oh, which is crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Hot tip. Okay. Hot tip. Yeah. <laughs> we also love thrifting frames from Value Village and then again, printing art at Walmart or your local photo store that you've downloaded from Etsy. So we're not saying like illegally downloading people's art, yeah. but actually purchasing it from the artist, they'll sell like yeah. a downloadable yeah. file so they don't have to ship it out to you you do the printing you do the framing mm-hmm. and it's a great way to support small artists as well 
I love that. I feel like through your channel, I really learned how to be playful with art because mm. I was taking it very seriously. I was being like a pretentious little yeah. shit and being like, everything else, I'm going to get like my Monet print and like, it's, <laughs> I still have it. I'm not going to lie in my place, but like now I just want to be more playful and like play with different styles and with like illustrations and mixed media and all yeah. different things and like funny quotes and just have fun and let it change and reflect the different seasons of your life, which yeah. you can do when you've done like downloadables and kind of like low stakes. Totally. And I think it's art is something that you're going to, your collection is going to grow over time. Like the pieces in my home, I have, yeah, collected them over like five or six years. And I love every single piece. My partner's mom is an artist. And when we go to his parents' house, their walls are filled with art. Like yeah. she's gone to different gallery openings and her friends and like yeah. none of it matches, but it all works together because oh, you can so tell cool. it's so personal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what art should be and like is. I love that advice. Another thing that you can do is we bought a photo of North Vancouver in the mountains because that's where we just moved. And my husband loved it so much that he asked the artist to sign it. It was a digital uh, print, but he's like, can you sign it or like put your signature on it so it looks like it's it's real and we can like pay homage to you. So it's just, again, that adding that little personal touch. Totally. And he loved it. The artist was like, 100%. I would love my name to be on that. Oh, that's so nice. And there's so many artists doing really yeah. cool things like online that I discovered daily. And I'm like, this is so cool. And maybe they've just started and then you get to purchase a piece that might cost not a lot of money now, but like maybe one day they blow up and they're big yeah. and, you know, but I don't think it really matters how much it costs or yeah. who yeah. the artist is. Yeah. If you love it, it's like, not that's all that counts. Yeah. So speaking of partners and husbands. Do you have advice for how to approach different design, we're not going to say the word styles, when you're moving in with your partner and you might have different tastes? Yeah. Big loaded question. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So speaking from experience, I would say the thing I've learned is that if one person is really design inclined in a partnership, you have the vision, right? Like I do this every single day. So I can go into a room and be like, okay, hey, we're going to paint it green. Mm -hmm. Noah has absolutely no idea what that's going to look like. He yeah. can't visualize it. He hears green and he might think like neon lime green yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. So one thing that was really helpful for us is like, if I have an idea, I bring him a photo and he can actually visualize and understand it. Same for him. Like, he's like, I really love industrial style. I'm like, but what does that mean to you? Like, what do you like black? Do you like metal? Like, what is mm -hmm. it? And he'll bring me a photo yeah. and I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe you like industrial style because of these elements. And, it do, I, you know, right. we don't have to paint a wall stark white and, like, have a metal bookshelf on it for it to feel industrial to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think communication, but, like, visual communication, I guess, and, and showing each other yeah. inspo is really helpful. And I also think, like, leaning into adding in parts of the other person's style will make your space feel eclectic. Like what we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Also like sitting down and pinning images into a folder that you both really love. And then again, like going through and saying, okay, what's a make or break for you? Mm -hmm. For Noah, it was like, okay, make or break for me is like a pink accent wall. Like I'm not like super stoked by that idea. But in our bedroom, I'm like, okay, what about sulking room pink, which has very deep brown undertones. He's mm -hmm. like, oh, this looks brown to me, not pink it looks more like a deep kind of purpley brown yeah um so talking about your make and break maker breaks and then sh giving each other examples that's great advice yeah 
Yeah, the visuals is key because you're right. If he says industrial, that can mean so many different things. Yeah, yeah. but same for him with like pink. He he pictures like bubblegum pink, yeah. right? Yeah. Not like a beigey pink yeah. or a brownie pink, you know? Yeah. Our last question that we like to ask all of our guests is what is one thing that you wish you had learned in school? I know the answer to this right away, actually. I think <laughs> one thing I wish I learned in school was, I mean, running a business like how to do taxes. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) That's like one off the Oh my gosh. We're still figuring that out. (laughs) Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I also think like learning in school, um, how to be an entrepreneur in terms of like, you don't have to know all the answers. I think Mm -hmm. in school we are striving for a grades and everything across the board. Right. That's like Mm -hmm. for us keeners. (laughs) I know you are keener. (laughs) And I think one of the things that I wish I learned sooner is like hiring people who are way better at you in certain areas Mm -hmm. is how you're going to grow and build something big. When I left school, I kind of thought like, I have to know it all. Or like to be an entrepreneur, I have to know how to do everything. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me longer, I think, than I'd like to admit to learn that like, that's actually not, that's not it. Like I have the big ideas. I have the creative vision. I have the the brand vision of what things should look like. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know, you know, yeah. anything about taxes or money. <laughs> but you have what only you can give. Like no one else can fill in that vision. No one else can like dream up what you dream. So yeah. then those other things that you can plug someone else into. Yeah. Free yourself. And I think it's like, it's okay. There's not, there doesn't have to be shame in that. Yeah. It's actually so empowering to be able to say that I have hired and I pay like, eight people, you know, to, to work for my brand and my company. Well, we love your brand so much. I'm just so happy for you and what you've done. And thank you so much for talking to us today. I'm so inspired. Thanks for having me. I've been doing a room makeover and now I'm like so excited to go home and finish it with everything (laughs) that I've learned from you. But please tell everybody where they can find you. Tell us about your book, your website, the services you offer. Yeah. Help yourself out. Just my name, Alexandra Gator. Um, you can find everything on my website and then at Alexandra Gator on Instagram and Alexandra Gator on YouTube. We upload small space makeovers um, almost every Saturday. If you're not watching them on Saturday, what are you doing? <laughs> I love your podcast, both of you. I mean, I've told you this, but I list, I learned about Nappuccinos the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Changed the game. The best, right? Thanks oh, for listening. Thank Thanks for having me, <laughs> guys. The We're so happy we got to chat. Yay. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you feel inspired to make small, impactful changes in your home that really make it feel like your own space. Whatever it is that you want to do to give your space a bit of a makeover or a facelift, we hope you know that it is achievable, it is within your reach, and you deserve it. We'll leave you with a quote from the fabulous Rachel Zoe. Style is a way to say who you are without having to speak. That's what she said. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.